Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to localjobnetwork.com radio and you've checked into the podcast, you do what? This is where we check out a variety of non-traditional jobs. Maybe they're a little strange or just appear to be more fun than your traditional job. Either way, we want you to know there are plenty of options for you. Just have to find the right fit. On this episode, we're getting an inside look at TV and film with a particular position that often goes a little unnoticed. Stunt men and women take on a variety of roles that require unique skills. Sometimes they can be a little dangerous, but hey, it's a chance to get on the big or the small screen. On the phone with us from California, we have a talented and experienced stuntman having appeared in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie franchise, Horrible Bosses, which is one of my favorites, and he's appeared many times on CSI Miami on CBS, among a number of other things. His name is Hugh A. O'Brien. He's also the treasurer for the Stuntmen's Association of Motion Pictures. It's great to have you on today, Hugh. Good morning. How are you doing, Tim? Doing great. Pleasure to have you on. I think it's a very interesting profession and, and a topic, and I'm sure everyone sort of has their own idea of really what a stuntman does, and they kind of maybe have a, a certain idea in their own minds. But how would you describe your job, your profession, if you were given that opportunity? The first way that I usually describe it is I'm a human insurance policy. Oh, nice. I perform or stunt people perform dangerous or risky acts, but it is a performance, and we do it for actors, and we do it for film, television, commercial companies. So if you need an actor to jump off a building, you hire a stunt person to do the jump because if something does happen, the movie can continue on filming or the show can continue on filming without a break. If you had the actor do it and they got hurt or, or you know, even if it's just a sprained ankle, then the show would have to stop until they're healed up and could continue moving forward. Right. I do think a lot of people don't think about that way. I think a lot of times they see the the stars, so to speak, or the people who you know you see uh, as maybe being a little prima donna ish, and they don't want to do those things. But the way you portray it, it really is a, I mean, an important partnership that that you all have together. Uh, it is. It's it's very symbiotic. Um, it's it's a business. You have to remember that it it is show business. The parts that the that you see is the show, and there's a lot behind the scenes that is business. It's a lot of money. You have movies that can run hundreds of millions of dollars, TV shows that can run hundreds of millions of dollars for a season. And there's lots of lawyers and accountants, CEOs, and, <laughs> and everybody that wants to make sure that uh, all the ducks are in a row. Sure, it's, it's a fun, wonderful job that happens to fit a very uh, specific niche. Oh, definitely, yeah. In the same vein, do you feel like it does maybe go a little underappreciated? I mean, the way you're talking, it doesn't sound like it does go underappreciated in the business itself, but maybe among fans or, or some factions of people that, you know, it's it just sort of in the back of your mind, you don't think of it. Do you do you see it that way at all? It goes underappreciated in the business. It goes underappreciated in, in the public. <laughs> um, <laughs> both. Most people look at some people and think we're crazy. You know, who in their right mind would light themselves on fire, jump in a car, <laughs> crash it, flip it over, get on the motorcycle and slide around a corner and go over 18 buses? Who, would, who wouldn't do that? That's my question. Who wouldn't do that? Well, exactly. <laughs> it, it, it's a lot of fun. We've all, every, every kid that I know dreams of becoming a stunt person at some point because they want to do all those fun and wonderful things. My job is to play pretend every day. I'm a, I've never had to grow up for work. I get to play cowboys and Indians, cops and robbers, army. I fight monsters, robots, all those wonderful <laughs> things. So I never have to grow up. I just have to deal with the real world uh, in between takes. So is that really where it started for you? Did it start when you were a kid? You always had this idea. Was there something that spurred it or sparked your interest at all? Uh, eight years old, I saw, um, saw a movie called Bullet with Steve McQueen, classic movie with um, 
probably the most outstanding car chase done in, in its time. And I wanted to drive cars like Steve McQueen did. Started researching. My mother explained, um, which was kind of funny. She said, you know, if you want to drive cars like Steve McQueen, you have to have a lot of money because it's very expensive. <laughs> or, you know, there's also these other people that it, when it's not Steve McQueen, when you don't see his face, there's these other people, and they're called stuntmen. And if you're a stuntman, you get to do all the driving and everything, but he gets all the credit. Right. To me, it's a perfect job. It really is. I'm not, I'm not a, I, I act, I, I play parts and things like that, but I'm not looking to be publicly well-known. That's sure. not my, my persona. Uh, but it's a lot of fun to do all these things, and it's lots of fun to be part of a team and a family that build a, pro- a project. And at the end, you get to see the outcome of what you do. Well, we're hoping to give you a little publicity here, at least. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, I had the link to your uh, IMDb uh, profile there, and then showed all the obviously all the projects you have been on. Um, going back to what your you know your mom sort of mentioning you, okay, here's another way to get into doing some of those things, whether it's driving or doing other stunts. I guess how did you get started exactly? Is is there a path education wise? Is it all about different classes and programs? I mean, how do you, how did you get through and get to the point you are now? And then maybe just sort of a general advice for the listeners. I started out uh, on my own. When I started learning, it was the 70s and 80s. Evil Knievel was big, and then it became uh, The Fall Guy, Dukes of Hazard, shows like that. Started doing things on my own, uh, riding motorcycles, climbing. Um, I used to work in uh, the theater, uh, doing lighting and, and, and scene rigging in the theater. I raced sailboats. I was a rock climber, jumped in motorcycles, you know, just playing and things like that. And I started taking pictures. Hmm. And then once I collected a portfolio of what I could do, at 16, I lit myself on fire in my driveway <laughs> uh, on purpose. And we had, I had actually planned it. We did testing. It's, it's, very, it's very science-based, mm-hmm. just like science class. Science teacher says, okay, here's an experiment that we want to try to do. And they give you a theoretical problem, and you come up with a theoretical solution. And then when the, the teacher looks at it and goes, okay, let's go to the lab. And let's try out your theoretical solution and see if it works. Sure. So making a movie is the same way. You get a script and they say, okay, here, read this story and tell us what your theoretical solution is on how you would make this happen, how you would do the stunts, how the action would look, things like that. Then they say, hmm, this looks good. We like the way that you're thinking and it, we, we believe it's going to fit the way what we want to show. Let's go to the lab or go to the set and let's do it. Okay. So then you go on set and you basically do the experiment. And what we do is we film it. And then when you're done filming, you put all the pieces together to see if it came out the way that you planned. So when you are on a, on a set and when you're you know, shooting a movie, TV, commercial, you do have a lot of say in, in how it's set up, how the stunt might look, how it might be most effective. I mean, you are really hands-on with it. It's not just them telling you what to do. Yes. It, it's, it's very collaborative art. You know, the they tell you what they're trying to what they're trying to say. Sure. What you're trying to it all comes down to story. This is the story we're trying to tell, and then you can give options, and you can say, well, you know, we can do, you know if you want to see a fight scene, these are the kind of options we can do a fight here, and this is what we can use, and this is kind of cool looking, and this helps tell the story, and you can go through, and they say, well, yeah, we like that. No, that, that works great. No, we don't really like that. Let's try to go with this. That's too expensive. We don't have enough time. <laughs> Oh, cool. Let's do that. Okay, we'll plan another day for that. And so it's back and forth. You may have someone say, well, we want the body to land on the bomb and see it land on the bomb. Okay, well, we don't really do that because I want to be able to come back and do it again. 
but we can create the illusion that we landed on the bomb and this is how you would do it. Oh, okay, wow, that's really cool. Okay. A daredevil does something and basically does it one time. We're not daredevils. We, do, we set things up to be able to repeat them over and over and over again. When you do a fight scene, you don't just do the fight once, they film it, and then you go on. You could be filming a fight scene for a week or two weeks hmm. on, on a big, you know, big action uh, show because you have all the pieces that you have to cover. It's like making a handmade jigsaw puzzle, and it can take you weeks to get all the pieces to put together so that the editors can put it together. Training-wise, coming up, you, know, you, you first learn f- physical performance. That's the main, for a stunt person, that's the main start is physical performance. You either learn through uh, doing, you know, most stunt people are ex-professional something, motorcycles, cars, Mm -hmm. high divers, Olympic athletes, extreme motorcycle riders, uh, gymnasts, uh, martial artists. I mean, it runs the gamut, professional something. Then what, and that's how they usually get hired because of this, an extreme skill set that they have. Right. Then from there, it becomes kind of an apprenticeship among the, your peers, among the other stunt people. It's like, okay, hey, you are the, you know, you are a fantastic driver, but you're going to double the guy, but he really needs to do a little bit of a fight. So here, we're going to show you how to do a fight scene because you have to take some punches and get knocked out before you jump in the car and chase <laughs> the bad guy. Well, that was one thing I was going to ask, especially if somebody's trying to get started. Is it is it best to have sort of that specialized skill and then you kind of branch out to the other things, or do you really want to have that versatility right off the bat? I mean, what, what do you think is the best strategy with that? There is no best strategy because it works differently for everybody. Getting Having the special ability or the, the specific skill set gets you noticed. Um, having the all-around ability, the variety of skills keeps you working. Makes sense. Um, there are a few people who are car specialists. That's all they do. They're very rare Okay. because it's very rare that you can jump from movie to movie to movie to movie just doing cars. So getting in, being noticed for one thing, and then expanding your repertoire is usually what happens. Look at a director. Look at you know, they, they do one movie and they get noticed for horror films and also then they try to spread out into comedies and action and things like that. Sure. We're the same thing. There are no real schools. You, there is no stuntman school. Hi, I'm here. I got my, my little sheepskin. Let's go into the movies. What we do is every day is different. We may crash a car every day, but it's a different car every day. It's different circumstances, different angles, different requirements. So you need, you learn the basics in different places, but you have to adapt on the job. Are you sitting down and and sort of critiquing yourself uh, after maybe after a shoot or after a few weeks or months? Is there a a process that maybe you go through to look, oh, I could have done this better. I need to work on this. How does that aspect of a work of trying to improve each time you go out? Um, Myself, the critique is constant right after each take. Hmm. Okay. Yep. All the pieces are still working and we got what they wanted. Oh, no, they need a little more twist and turn here. I need to hide my face more or they need to see my face more. It's a constant process. You're constantly going back and, and forth. You're constantly reviewing film, you know, right there on the set. Right. You're reviewing till the director's happy with the performance. And then afterwards, how can you th- make things more efficient? Um, how can you come up with something different that hasn't been seen before? What worked, what didn't. It's a, it's a constant evolution. And, you know, we stand on, on the shoulders of all the people that came before us. You know, you're looking at Buster Keaton, Harold Lloyd, uh, 
Chaplin in the silent films, working all the way up to the you know 100 years of film, we're standing on their shoulders. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be where we are. And those next generations are going to be standing on our shoulders, what we bring to the table. Uh, so it's a constant evolution, not just of my own work, but what, looking at everyone else's work. Oh, what's he doing? What's, what's Frank doing? What's um, Jimmy doing? And, oh, wow, I didn't, you know, that's a cool way to go about it. Hey, that leads me to think about this and this and this and that. So is there one thing that you point out as far as like what you love about your job, what you do? I mean, what would you describe as being really what drives your passion, what fuels you to continue on and, and do this, you know, as a career? Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> that's hard. That's really hard. I don't, I'm not sure what drives anybody to do what they do. I'm, I don't know why I have this passion for it. I love telling stories. Mm -hmm. The movies are my church. I love being a part of making and creating stories, but I also love doing, I have a skill set that allows me to do things that most other people can't or won't do. And it's fun. I do things, I go to work and I do things that would have me arrested, locked up under psych eval <laughs> If it wasn't on a movie set with cinematic immunity. Yeah. Yeah. Lighting yourself on fire doesn't usually lend itself well to a uh, general society. So yeah, no, that, it, that's it, a good it, point. <laughs> it scares the public. You know, uh, you were saying, you know, the, uh, within the business, people still look at us and it's like, it's kind of like the SWAT team. Mm -hmm. You're really happy when they're there and you need them. But when they're kind of just sitting around, they make you a little nervous because it's like <laughs> those guys do things that are just not quite right. I feel like you, en I feel like you enjoy the fact that, that you think people perceive you in that way, a little, a little crazy, a little off kilter. I feel like you like that idea. I, I don't mind that I have a unique perspective on the world <laughs> and that I, don't, I definitely don't follow the same drummer as most others. <laughs> um, but it's fun. I am not crazy. No, there is not one stunt person that is established and, and professional and work that is crazy. Every, everyone's a little off kilter, but nobody's crazy because you, you have to be able to trust. The one thing that, that is, an, is an amazing experience is I get a phone call tonight. It says, Hugh, I, I need you to come in tomorrow. We're going to crash a car and blow it up. And um, we're doing it in downtown LA. Okay, great. There might be. 20 people there, 20 stunt people. People are going to dive out of the way. People are going to be driving other cars. Some are going to be safety. Some are going to be sitting up, rigging. And I may know all of them, or I may know 18, uh, uh, two of them, and not, not know the other 18. Mm -hmm. But once we get to work, we all trust each other. Hmm. We all know it's like firemen or policemen. We all know that we, everyone's got their back, and everyone's watching out for everyone else. That it's an amazing feeling to know that support system is there and that to get to the level that we're at, they've proven themselves. You know, it's, you don't just show up on a, on a movie set in, in, in Hollywood and say, hi, I'm going to do it. You know, you have to prove yourself through experience, through reputation, through previous work that you are supposed to be there. And, and it's fun to be part of that, that, uh, that small group. Well, it's interesting you bring up the idea of trust. I don't think people probably on the surface, you know, the general public think about that aspect of it, that you are, I mean, you're putting your, your livelihood, your career, your, your life in some cases on the line with, as you said, people you may or may not know at times. Mm -hmm. 
Well, if, if I'm telling you that I'm going to light you on fire, you know, we're going to do a, um, a, com- a commercial, a, a poster for, you, for your radio show, and I'm going to light your arms on fire with the microphone in your hand. I like it. You have to trust me that I'd be able to set you up properly mm-hmm. and that I'm going to bring in a team. Well, you, you know me because we've chatted, but you don't know my team. But I'm telling you, my team will put you out. And they will know when to put you out. They're not going to sit there fascinated. Wow, look, that guy's on fire. That's pretty cool. Wow. You know, they're paying attention and looking for the signs of how long you can go, your comfort level, your performance level. It's time to put you out. And that at the end of the day, we can all go and have a burger and a beer and laugh and and look at the pictures and have fun with it. That will wrap up part one of this edition of You Do What? Now be sure to check out part two of this interview with veteran Hollywood stuntman Hugh A. O'Brien. Go to localjobnetwork.com slash radio slash list and type in you do what dash I'm a stuntman in the search box and part two will be at your fingertips. If you want to get in touch with us before then, just shoot us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you have any questions or suggestions for us. You've been locked into You Do What? here on LJN Radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.